having his influence and, and having his counsel, it's awesome to be doing these things with him. And you know, I, I, I have to pinch myself pretty much every day that, that I'm in this position. Did somebody say emergency pod? I think they did because men's professional golf, the dumpster fire that won't stop burning, someone, aka the PGA Tour, poured a whole can of petrol on it yesterday. And frankly, we need to talk about it. This cannot wait until next week. So here we are with our second ever emergency pod on the Bunker Podcast in association with Callaway. Michael McEwen here. Thank you for tuning in for the second time this week, ideally. Sitting opposite, as ever, Bryce Ritchie, Bunkered Editor. Good morning. Good morning. Not as cheery as you were on Monday, are you? No, I'm not. No? But that's fine. Live and let live. Which is, to be honest, (laughs) pretty much the theme of this podcast. We won't go into why Bryce is grumpy, but just look at his social media. It answers absolutely every question you might have. But we're not here to discuss matters of the beautiful game, rather matters of the royal and ancient game. As I said, this is an emergency podcast, so there's no pod of merit, there's no honesty box, there's no ads. We are just flinging out some thoughts over the next 30 minutes or so. Bite-sized content is what we're bringing you. Because the PGA Tour, on the eve of the Tour Championship, the final event of the season, well, they made some pretty major announcements, didn't they? They are basically at last, showing up for the fight with Live Golf. That's how this would appear to be. Made some pretty huge decisions in terms of what they're going to do going forward, the requirements and players, the prize money that's going to be available, the money that's going to be available through bonuses like PIP, for example, the Player Impact Programme. We're going to come to all of that. Plus, we cannot ignore the fact that there is another new, innovative, out there for the kids, whatever it might be, team golf format coming. But this time it's coming to the PGA Tour in January 2024. Say hello to TGL, Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy's brainchild. Stadium golf is coming to the PGA Tour. Who thought it was possible? So we'll get into that as well because there's an awful lot to digest. So we'll deal with the two things separately. But first, Bryce... Your immediate reaction to the bombshells that came out of the the PGA Tour yesterday? Yeah, well, you said we couldn't wait to do this till next week. We'd had to do it today. And I think it's telling that they didn't wait till next week either. They did it during their Tour Championship, which is pretty huge. Bear in mind how big the Tour Championship is for PGA Tour, FedEx, their chief sponsor, the company that pretty much pays for everything on the PGA Tour. I was a surprised. Yes and no. They've got to do something. And they're now just fighting. To- they're trying to fight toe-to-toe. But it is hugely embarrassing. There's no doubt. I think we were discussing this before we came on air. We were both trying to work out, essentially, how much money they seem to have <laughs> found in the last yeah. 18 months. And it, the, it's the guts of a ballpark of $200 million. Now... Everyone's going to say this is all about, you know, well, Phil pretty much predicted this. The reason we're here is because of what Phil said. You would kind of have to agree with that. As I said on social media last night, it looks like he was right. Yeah. But the way that he handled it was wrong. And mm-hmm. I received some kickback from people saying, well, how else should you have handled it? Mm-hmm. Well, perhaps not setting fire to everything yeah. would have been the way to go about it. Open a Phil's a belligerent guy. Yeah. And you're right, opening the conversation... He may have felt that he tried, but and the door closed in his face. 
historically the way Phil Mickelson deals with things that Arkham not great. Not great. He's you look at what he did with, with the yes. US Open, running after the ball and making the point by hitting the moving ball. Ryder Cup in the press conference, the Glen Eagles doesn't Spot have on. a doesn't have a, a nice touch to some of the things he wants to deal with. But but underneath it all, quite often, more often than not, he's that, right. There's a valid point. Ah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this know, is a good a example. Good, that's an extremely good point. I saw someone in pro media. It's the best I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna name them. So I just thought it was utter garbage. But it's what happens with these guys. Said you know this is. Uh, this has been, we've all known that the tours needed to change for some time, blah, blah, blah. I thought, what? what a load of garbage. Who was calling for the change a year and a half ago? No, who was calling for the change two years ago? I mean, three years ago? Nobody. The PG Tour was flying. PG Tour had mega amounts of money. FedEx Cup was giving players filthy riches that they could never have understood. They would never have dreamt that 10 years ago. 15 years ago, they were never getting that. So to suddenly turn around and say, well, well, the tour, you know, it, it needed change. It only needed change when its hand was forced. Spot on. Part of me thinks to Monaghan, you know, fair play. Go, go and do it. Because if you don't, you're in real, real trouble. Because regardless of my opinion that I, I don't agree with what Liv is, I don't like it. Other people do. And players have moved and there's going to be seven players on Monday morning that are going to go. And that Do you think they still will, following these announcements yesterday? Yes. I know some of them have signed contracts already and it's hard to back out, but yes. do you foresee all of them going? Yes, okay. I would think so. I think there's one that is Done potentially... Uh, but no, I mean, a, a one that's not going, that's a massive loss to live. Got you, yep. And that is huge and massive gain for the PGA Tour. But... So that should we just say who it is? Matsuyama. Correct. Supposedly he's turned down four hundred million. That's allegedly. We can't we don't have proof of that yet. But multiple sources have told us both Matsuyama's staying put. Yes. And let's be honest, he's the key to a huge market. Massive market. So that's a huge boost. But Monaghan has basically had to go go dig deep and find money and say, right, what is it we need to do to maintain not the status quo of the tour, but to maintain our power grip on on professional golf, men's professional golf, and they've done it. I do think it is completely insane, and I can see how quite a few golfers would be genuinely pissed off that they didn't do this four or five years ago. Yeah, that's a good question. So we know where Liv's money's coming from. We know that that seems to be a, a pretty massive pit of cash that they're sitting on. It's decent. It's all right, aye. It's not Champions League money. Nice. <laughs> but it's good. I'm afraid it's a bit more than that, Michael. <laughs> but I guess the question to the PGA Tour is, where have you suddenly found this money from? Now, yeah. I know they've done some TV deals and so on and so forth, but there's already talk that they're borrowing against predicted future earnings and predicted future deals, speculating and all that sort of stuff, which, like, the decent business sense, but it's a massive risk. They're not poor. They they can they can bank against that when it comes to loans about what their what their outgoing is going to be in terms of media output, and they dominate that landscape. Mm. The the PGA Tour is the PGA Tour. They dominate that world. It's a an established brand that sponsors TV networks have faith in. Mm -hmm. It is slightly stained when forty eight of your kind of big names, not your biggest ones, but forty eight. Pretty 
players you'd rather have than be yeah, about. leave. Yep. And and supposedly, I know you'll mention this, but they ain't welcome back. <laughs> so yes. they are gone. We can now say Bryson DeChambeau's career on the PGA Tour is over. He will never play another PGA Tour event again. I actually think that's the biggest story from the last 48 hours. Yeah, it's also the saddest part potentially as well. Yes. But as I say, we'll, we'll, you're right, we'll, we'll come to that in a bit. Let's drill into some of the detail from yesterday. This I thought was a really, really interesting thing. Top players are being required to commit to at least a 20-event PGA Tour schedule, assuming, obviously, that they're they're eligible for it. 20 events. So not playing less golf, spending more time with the family. Uh, They're being told, play these events, commit to us, you're ours. To be fair, that wasn't those players that were talking about playing with the family. You you know where I'm going. I know where you're going. I like like your grind. I like it. But that's the message, isn't it, from the PGA Tour? You belong to us. Yeah, I did very quick numbers. I think random PGA Tour events, uh, I think Shoffley played 13 last year. So Regular PGA Tour events. Regular PGA Tour events. So that doesn't include the majors and it doesn't include World Golf Championships. Which are now largely gone anyway. So he's got 17 straight away, but is an example of a guy who is committed Uh to the PGA Tour. My slight... The issue I don't like with that is that you will rarely see these guys in Europe now. Spot on. So I think John Ram, Tyrrell Hatton, potentially Tommy Fleetwood, Rory McIlroy, I think they are going to play less in Europe because they are now contractually obliged to play more golf in America, which is not what the original plan was three, four years ago. These guys like a bit of fluidity with their schedules. They have contracts that they have to tie into with DP World. We haven't even touched on that yet. But that's a messy fix. Like you take John Rams, for an example. John Ram, you've got to put 20 event, twenty weeks of the year tied to the PGA Tour. What's going to happen now is DP World are going to have to figure out when they can play their main events that yeah. tour players will want to, to join up on. And I think what we will see from this now is a completely revamped DP World Tour. Most likely. I mean, there'll be people listening to this, and I, I get it. They'll be saying 20 weeks, but that leaves 32 weeks in the calendar, so you've still got more than half your year. Surely you can fit in a handful of events here and there. But as you rightly say, it's about where on the schedule you do that. Yeah. One of those weeks has gone to Christmas. Yeah. You know, need, straight away. In fact, you could rule out December. Yeah. You need. I'll, I'll tell you what, you can rule out October, November, December, and summer January, because that's not how golf works. There, there's a reason why the FedEx Cup is ending this week. Mm-hmm. Dubai ends in, what, November? Mm-hmm. You've then, then got, got Abu Dhabi, Dubai, late January. Yeah, it's not, it, it's, it's, it is a small window, and the PGA Tour will stretch it to suit themselves. And then if you've got Liv, it's even more convoluted. Yeah, yeah. Although those players won't be playing Liv events, obviously. Yeah. So there, there is room, I think, is the point but this for is the point. to play, but it's how the DP World Tour makes the room uh-huh. for them. And that's the other thing to note, is that the DP World Tour is pretty conspicuous by its absence from all of the announcements yesterday. I mean, there will be lots of people, I'm sure some people even that work for the DP World Tour, without putting words in their mouth, they'll be going, uh, where's the strategic alliance? Yeah. What sort of alliance is this? I'll tell you what it's most certainly not, evidently, is a partnership of equals. Because if it was... Keith Pelly would have a seat on the PGA Tour board like Monaghan does on the DP World Tour board and the DP World Tour would feature a hell of a lot more in the PGA Tour's plans to effectively tackle Liv 
Yeah. It seems like the two of them have just gone their separate ways. The PGA Tour uh, said, uh, this is what we're doing. Good luck with you by guys. By the way, what you guys are doing. Yeah. yeah. In, in Cranston, this week, there is one player in the top 50. And that that's what you'd say. One that, player in yeah, the top one, 50? One player inside the top 50 in the field. You think, well, sometimes that's what you talk about. And that's a big deal. But there are 108 players who are ranked 300th in the world or worse that are in that field. Now, that's a tournament that's been won by Seve, Alathabal, Garcia, Westwood, Monte, Ernie Els. I'm pretty sure Nick Faldo won that as well. But the downgrading on the DP Tour is not a, a pure result of what's happened with Liv and the, what appears to be a dying strategic relationship. The downfall of the PGA Tour, of, of the DP World Tour, has been going on for years. This has just made it worse. I mean, there's talk yesterday, it's now the fifth ranked tour in the world. Probably wouldn't go that far. It's probably the fourth, depending on how the Asian tour turns up in the next 18 months. But it is absolutely not in a good place. No, it is and not. It, it's, it's, and I, feel, I do feel for players who are members of that tour because they always had those moments where they would get into a big event. Now those moments are going to be few and far between. And... In America, it just seems to be huge amounts of money. I mean, the monies have gone up from... If you were a Pete member, it wasn't that long ago. A pretty big PGA Tour event would be $6.5 million. <laughs> now, they're guaranteed minimums of 20 I mean, it, honestly, it was not that long ago. It was 6.5, and sometimes an event was seven, seven point five. Now they're playing for $20 million. If you're a PGA Tour member and you've jumped onto the tour and you're in a good place and you're playing some decent golf, but maybe you've had a few top tens, you are absolutely in dreamland. Yeah, not dreamland. so much if you're a DP World Tour player. Not if you're a DP World Tour player because they're in all sorts of problems. I, they I, are. You, bring, you bring up the strategic alliance and that appeared to be, at the outset a few years ago, a decent idea. What a disaster that's been. They've not worked with, it doesn't appear to be that they've worked with them. DP have said nothing this week. And it's noticeable because some of our players are already on social media saying, OK, what are you guys going to do, DP World Tour? Roman Longas, for example, winner on the DP World Tour, I think this year, certainly last year. And he's wanting to know, he's calling them out publicly, saying, what are you doing? He can't do anything. I, I can't see the DP World having a say You say this. he can't do anything? You mean Pele? Pele. He, Pele. I, I can't see him. I mean, he's not got the money. Sold the stadium rights, effectively. Yeah. And they don't really have much. They've got nothing to bargain with. The only thing they've got to bargain with is TV rights. However, Sky Sports, and I actually feel I feel for Sky Sports now because I think what Sky do is great. I would be slightly, if I was paying, maybe they look at it the other way and go, well, we can now negotiate a TV contract that more suits us because DP World have got nowhere to go because their, their product has been... Diluted. Yeah, uh, you make, you make a good point to bring up the European Masters. You mentioned the names that have won and the history it's got, but let's not forget that event is also currently sponsored by Omega. Mm -hmm. Do you not think at some point they're going to say, where's the bang for our buck? Potentially. Of course they're going to. However, these are It'd such be big... daft not to because yeah. big sponsors have to look at what they're spending. Mm. And uh, <laughs> Sorry, they're not getting a decent return on their investment but anymore. In, 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 in the modern day, are they investing as much as they probably should be? I would doubt it. 
they're probably investing less, but they're still their name is on it. Yeah. You know, they don't they don't do it for nothing, they're, do they? They're they're a luxury brand that's mm-hmm. associated with a sub luxury tournament that used to be a luxury golf tournament. Effectively, yeah. the yeah. value of that partnership, never mind the money, the value of the partnership to their brand is massively diminished. Mm-hmm. So if I'm them, I'm going, what's the point? You know, what, what am I, I know, I know I, I do agree, and sponsors tend to And T V rights is the other one that you make mentioned, by the kick. way. That's a really good point because ultimately what are those contracts now worth if you signed them, I don't know, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, you signed them knowing or expecting all of the best players to be playing more often than not. Now you've got a split. You've got half the players playing there and half the players playing here. You're not getting what you signed up for. The value of your own broadcast is reduced. I just, mm. we're getting probably a little bit too deep and meaningful for an emergency pod at this point, but it's, but it's, it's hugely a, it, concerning. It's a very good point. And I said this on Monday that I, I do have slight reservations about what the future holds mm-hmm. because that's a, this is an absolute disaster for DP World. They're not even at the table. They've been left behind. And what they have got currently isn't very good. And I know they'll have, they'll have some... They're going to hate this, by the way, but tell us we're wrong. Uh, Come on the pod and sit I mean, down and tell us we're am, wrong. Am I right in saying that Rory committed to the BMW at Wentworth this year? Great. Brilliant. I would be concerned about where they're going to be, not in January, because their big events are January, February, March. I would be concerned where their events are going to be in 2024. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. sponsors don't sign yearly contracts. They sign three, four-year extended deals to guarantee things and that's why they have commitments from players worldwide to say I'm going to play 11 events and yeah. that might be one of them. and don't be stupid these these uh, companies know who's going to play and when precisely now there is one perhaps straw that fans of the DP World Tour can clutch at just now and that is that there are going to be four additional elevated events on the PGA Tour they've not announced what they're going to be yet that will have guaranteed prize money of 20 million dollars it's pretty vague whether that's going to be existing events that are going to get elevated or whether they're going to bring in completely fresh new ones. There has to be some kind of hope that one of those might be the Scottish Open, Wentworth potentially, who or Dubai, who knows. That is the only straw they can clutch at right now. Potentially, but then if you're a random I guy... I don't see it happening though, by the way. I yeah, but if you're a random guy in a DP World Tour, it just means half that field is taken up by Americans <laughs> exactly. and you've lost your chance to play in it. Exactly. And That's the thing. Going forward next year, people might have missed this, but in the PGA Tour schedule announcement for next year, the only co-sanctioned event that they've confirmed thus far is the Genesis Scottish Open. Mm-hmm. There were two others this year, mm-hmm. Barbasol and Barracuda. I get it, right? They were up against the Scottish and the Open. Not ideal. But it was somewhere, at least for those players who weren't getting into those two events, to go and play. Mm-hmm. The problem was they had to pay for it all out of their own pocket as opposed to players coming over getting seven and a half grand to show up just for their expenses. But at least it was a place to play, an opportunity. That opportunity's gone next year. I mean, I cannot get my head around what this strategic alliance is worth. Is it worth the paper it's written on? I'm, I'm not seeing it so far. There is one half of the partnership that has done significantly better than yeah, the other. It seems to be a bit of a lifeline for the tour to exist for the next 12 <laughs> months to yeah. maybe explain to sponsors that we're in a good place, we've partnered with the PGA Tour. Yeah. Now it looks like they've been left in the dust. Let's touch quickly on Pip. Doubling in prize money from $50 million to $100 million. And 
It's not just the top 10 players on the standings that are going to be rewarded now. It's the top 20 players. You know my thoughts on Pip. I think I know your thoughts on Pip. Is this money for nothing? Well, yeah, I think they changed the categories as well. They've, they've dumped the social media metric and yeah. they've added in a few other things, which includes media mentions. So it's go out there. So James Hand's going to be rich then. Yeah, go out there and, and do things with the media. And I find that quite interesting. But think about it 100 million. They've doubled something that everyone kind of thought was absolutely ridiculous eight months ago. And they've doubled it. It just goes to show that that is, it's one of the carrots. And that, that has to come from players. That's not Monaghan sitting there. Yeah. All, the, all of this has come from players sitting in a room saying, we want this, we want this. If we're going to do more social media, if we're going to do more media interviews, if we're going to create a better light on the tour when it comes to engagement and the big broadcasts and so on, we want a bit of uh, cutback from that. <laughs> and uh, we'd like that to be 100 million. And they've said, no problem. The PGA Tour has found $100 million in the last year that they can just give to players as part of a popularity contest. They've got money. And I think all the players have now realised it and they've said, yep, we'll have some of that. And they can always maybe write a personal email to Phil just saying, thanks, mate. The issue I have with Pip, amongst many other things, is... As you said, this $100 million has appeared. Now, maybe it wasn't there before. Maybe they've managed to find it over the last few weeks and months. I could find the $100 million. Mm, I might go home and look in my sofa. (laughs) I know what I'll find. Nothing. But if I'm a player on the Corn Ferry Tour, for example, who's been stuck on the Corn Ferry Tour for ages, by the way, not much sympathy because you're making a good living. That's a good tour. You know, there's money to be had. But I'd still be going... Wait a second. Yeah, I think if you're corn ferry, do you not make if you ha- play really well in the corn ferry, you not get about one point four million or something. It's not bad. You're doing all right. I yeah. think you're doing okay. You're not to be pitied. No. Equally, you can see how they would be looking up the ladder and going, "Hang on, all those guys up there that are already filthy rich that are where I want to be, you're now making it easier for them to stay there, and you're rewarding them just for being who they are in the most obscene nine-figure way possible. Hang on, trickle some of that down, please." I know one of the other announcements is that they're creating a a travel stipend of like $5,000, and that's nice. It's not $100 million just for being you. Yeah, I remember we ridiculed people for saying they play in the PGA Tour and I've got travelling costs, and I thought some of the the guys that are playing are making $3.4 million a year and they're complaining about the travelling costs. Come on. But what we have seen is that player power in the States now in PGA Tour is very significant, Mm -hmm. and this changes... It changes the dynamic of the tour going forward. And if I was the next commissioner, you have even less power than Jay Monaghan had. Remember, they used to think Tim Fincham was this sort of like glory god that would wander around with a poker stick and just prod players to shut up and you move over there and you do as you're told. And the those, all-powerful Tim Fincham. Yes, those days are gone. Yeah, Players now sit in a room and say, actually, you'll do this. And they go, okay. And it's all because... Of Greg Norman and his pals. Speaking of which, so let's look at the second big announcement from yesterday, TGL, which I think stands for the Golf League. Effectively, Tiger and Rory's brainchild, they've got a couple other people on board, part of this tomorrow sports venture that we touched upon in the pod earlier in the week. We now know more details. Effectively, this is going to create Monday night golf. 
six teams, three on three, hitting their drives into a huge cinema screen, and then they've got a a green with bunkers and all that sort of stuff that they actually play their next shots from. It is... You're smiling as you're telling me this. <laughs> Listeners, he is smiling. Watch him try and take this seriously. Continue. And you know what? I'm not even going to try. This is not golf, okay? This is a nice addition to the PGA Tour to make it a little bit more appealing to a younger demographic to give players something fun to be involved in. It's... It, it 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 just sounds like Ant and Dex at the night taking stuff. It's the hero challenge with Vernon K. Yeah, but bigger crowds and an American broadcast idea. So look, I can't be any more clear on this. This to me is not golf. This is fun. This is shenanigans. It's nice. But please, please, please don't try and make no, me I, take I, this I, massively I, seriously. I don't think anyone is meant to take it seriously. I think that I think they're trying to. I think it's the old guys trying to get in a room and say, right, what can we do that's cool, that's short, is a bit more modern, a bit exciting, what does that remind you of? And they've come up with this concept. I remember the the Hero Challenge when they did in the European Tour, I remember watched that. The first time I watched it, I thought, yeah, it's all right, not bad. And then I thought, I've already seen this. And there's some crappy celebrities, no offence to them, but <laughs> I'm not really that invested in Brian McFadden hitting an eight iron. Brian who? McFadden. No idea. Boyzone? Don't know. Brian McFadden? You don't know Oh, uh, Westlife. Uh, was it Westlife? Yeah, Brian McFadden? <laughs> not, my, just... not my kind of music, mate. Really? It's not mine either. <laughs> just to... <laughs> no, but I'm just, I'm not. I know what you mean. It's 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 not to be taken seriously. I, I wonder if this, if that's the intention. Is it? Because to me, it's not clear yet. What's the, is there prize money for this? Is there World ranking points, you know, where where is this sitting? Is it just meant to be a nice? Do start you know what it reminds me of, and it reminds me of an our uh, podcast sponsor Callaway. You remember this a few years ago? Callaway invited us to Ibrox. Mm-hmm. Before they went home of home of the Glasgow Rangers Champions League, Glasgow Rangers, and we went to Ibrox and we sat in the director's box, whatever, and. I'd never been in that area of Ibrox and it was empty, obviously. It was a mon- it was a Monday about five o'clock at night, wasn't it? Before we went to Troon. Oh, right? 2016 open. That what yeah, it was? that's where they did their thing. And we sat there and I thought, this is quite strange. I'm at Ibrox Stadium the week of the open. And they invited a few players and then they had like out of nowhere they had like Mark Warren, who's a Rangers uh, fan. Die hard. Die hard. And he hit shots from like the director's box onto the pitch and there was a flag down on the pitch and I remember thinking at the time this is hilarious this is quite cool you, you were entertained yeah I was entertained I thought this is actually quite good and it was compared by Nick McAnally who's now with Callaway mm-hmm. in the States and he Nick's quite naturally quite funny yep. and he had good banter with the players and so on and then we went down onto the pitch and blah 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 it was a good laugh genuinely it was really good I think they're trying to do something like that in a stadium that's different. They're trying to take golf, but bring it somewhere where it's not golf because we all know golf doesn't work on a golf course when you're trying to entertain like that. So in order to make it with TV and sound and lights and big flashing screens, that's what they've tried to do. Am I invested in it hugely? No. Am I prepared to criticise it? No, because I've not seen it. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, 
It involves Tiger Woods. So it's going to be good. It's got to be good. I can't think of anything that Tiger's done in golf that I think that was boring. Even the match, you still watched it, but it you know, it was a bit silly. It was crap, but it was good because Tiger was there. Yeah. The ones without Tiger have been utter dross. And are you thinking, is this something that Tiger's going to do that still involves the PGA Tour because he can't do 72 holes? And well, he, he doesn't have to walk, there, does he? Yeah. So, so he sat there and thought, what can I do that's golf that doesn't require huge physical effort? Mm-hmm. And they've come up with this idea. I mean, objectively, it's not a bad idea because, as you point out, you were entertained by the Hero Challenge first time you saw it. You were entertained at Ibrox that night. We were all entertained by Liv the first time we saw that too. Yeah. But you used three words there that sum this up for me perfectly. It's not golf. So let's not pretend that it is. Yeah. Golf at the highest level and at its absolute best will always be 72-hole stroke play. I'm sorry. People don't like hearing that. Tough. It's the truth. Match play events work and are huge because they are rare. Different. Absolutely bang on the money. If they were every week, you wouldn't care. But there's something about 72-hole stroke play that even though it's the same stuff over and over again, you still tune in over and over again. Clearly, that formula works. This is fine. TGL's fine. I can't wait to see it. Genuinely can't wait to see it. It has Tiger, as you say. It has Rory. It'll probably have Justin Thomas before the month is out. Most likely Ricky. I'm slightly disappointed that the narrative so far is it's PGA Tour. I I do think there would have been an opportunity there, and I hope there still is, to include DP World and certainly LPGA. Just make make something that is broad and different and fun. that That would require investment. And I'll be honest, DP World don't have that. I don't think they've got that. Unless they're even invited to the conversation. Mm, and I think that's it. how far away they are from it. I don't know. But what I would say on this one is I went to the first live event out of curiosity. I was, I'm not going to lie, I was really excited to go and I enjoyed it. And I thought it was broadly entertaining. Second one, I was not as involved. And third, fourth, I, I can see my interest is going. It's not sustaining my interest. TGL, is it going to be sustainable? 15 times a year I'll watch the first one I'm sure everyone else will and they'll love it is it a sustainable enough concept it's to like keep a, your interest it's like AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am years ago it was quite good you know and you quite enjoyed it and some of the celebrities that's fine but now I'm a, it's tiresome it's been done if you've and, seen Bill Murray do it once you've yeah, seen him do it a thousand times it's just times. a little bit you know what mm. yeah but I'll, I'll reserve Judgment until I see it. Quite right. And look, um, there's, there's scope to it as well, isn't there? Because you think of the places they could potentially take it. I'm already seeing Fenway Park, for example. Awesome. That would be incredible. You're thinking of like the... Fur Hill. <laughs> <laughs> for those listening in Ghana, Fur Hill is where Partick Thistle play. <laughs> Anyhow, look, we're r- rapidly that running out of time. lost all five Partick Thistle fans. <laughs> Rapidly running out of time, so I want to keep this brief. So finally, quickly, Liv's response, Bryce. Greg Norman has accused Jay Monaghan with all of the announcements of yesterday of stealing his homework. He did it using a meme, which feels very both on brand and of 2022. Yeah. Not highly professional, but that's kind of where we are just now. So I guess all that bollocks aside, what what do you think Liv might do? What do you think Liv could do next? I mean, how are they going? The, the, the ball's now back in their court. 
this is our hand shows what else you've got. I to guess. be fair, I don't think it's in Liv's interest to really do anything. They've they've forced all this and they must be sitting back quietly chuckling away that they've forced the PGA Tour to basically blow a quarter of a billion every year that they didn't have previously. Mm-hmm. And they must be laughing their heads off. But to be honest, as somebody said, uh, there was a cracking tweet last night that somebody said, um, let's be honest, Liv hold all the cards here. They can double their signing on fee. They can double their prize money yeah. at the click of a finger. Yeah. And that, that that's quite a scary concept. It's a big flex to be able to have, isn't it? Massive. The other thing that might be interesting is, okay, so now... Do they push for a, a TV partner in the States, for example? That's the one thing they don't have. It's not clear if they want to commit solely to the streaming route. It appears to work, but society's not moved on that far. People still want to watch stuff on their TVs. They still want to go to the usual places. Yeah, because We're getting there slowly, but they're taking the massive leap for everybody. Yeah, but they're taking a huge leap by just going, bang, this is where we are, like the throw on Amazon. You know? But I mean, at Christmas time, we all get used to the fact that you have to watch Premier League games. On Amazon. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, just true. the way it is. And I think there's US Open Tennis is on Amazon. But if there's already the PGA Tour on the established places, it's easier just to watch that, isn't it, when you're in the habit? Yes. And to me, that's always been their biggest hurdle because if you're going to bring on sponsors, sponsors want viewers, they want numbers, they want to see that they're getting the audience that they're paying for. And that is what Liv is wanting. Liv is wanting to invest in this team format with big name brands. And those big name brands will not want 79,000 people on YouTube watching it. They'll want millions. So Liv has to get that. Whether they can ride it out for two years, three years, and see where they go and keep going down the YouTube route. But to me, seriously, if if they're wanting to take this to a proper Mm -hmm. level, it needs TV. Yeah. Or at least a major streaming platform. But I don't know how they're going to do it. It needs to be made formal it's no one from live has really said we are solely this you know we are committed to youtube and streaming mm-hmm. it's just well that's where you go to watch it mm-hmm. so i'm sure i'm sure that's going to be cleaned up over the next few months whether that is a, as you say a tv partner or a streaming partner or whatever but that's the missing piece of the jigsaw right now for them well there's two parts that are in that jigsaw we still haven't covered the major championship championships yet and whether whether they're going to be allowed to play. I would suspect that PG Tour have got wind that the majors, that the, you know, Augusta, RNA, USG and the PG of America have said, we have no real grounds to ban them. And to be honest, we don't, it's not in our interests to ban some of the these best guys. players in the world. Yeah, why, yeah. why, why would the PG and forget the they, RNA. Well, they want the best fields. Yeah, of course they do. They're, like PG of America, compromised without it. PG of America supposedly has the best field in golf. Not anymore. It won't if they ban them. Exactly. Why would you can't have interest? You can't have Cam Smith not playing your events uh-huh. next year. Exactly. That's it. And I think you're right then because I hadn't thought of this before, but clearly, why change anything? Why throw more money at anything and announce it all? If there's no requirement, because if the majors don't allow them in, yeah, you don't need to change anything. Exactly. So they've clearly realised that these four bodies are not going to put their hands up and go piss off. They're not going to do that. It's not in their interest to do that. Augusta National never like to speak out on political type discussions. They don't like to do it. They've said nothing. So this to me says, right, PG Tour have said that there's not much that's going to change. 
we now have to make our tour absolutely huge. We need rock change solid. it, rock solid, boost for the future, let's throw 200 million at it and we'll keep what we've got. Mm-hmm. But as Liv move forward, Liv look as though they're going into the, you know, the US amateur pot and bringing out these guys and that's that's the mm-hmm. danger. So we've now have two huge Two supposedly huge tours going at it with each other. Well, that's really the next point, isn't it? I mean, yesterday's news has pretty much deepened the divide between the PGA Tour and Liv. Jay Monaghan saying that, you know, there's no way back for the players that have jumped ship. I'm not sure that's wise. I don't think he's ever throw a a closed door in people's face. I I know why he's doing it. He's posturing. But is it for Jay Monaghan, a temporary, let's face it, a temporary commissioner, is it for him to say those guys can never come back? I don't believe it is. But I think he's posturing a bit. Either way, though, this divide is now, it's not so much that there's blurred lines. It's clear. Straight down the you're, middle. You're them or you're us. Is that good for golf fans? No, it's not good for golf fans. I, I, I don't think it is. I don't, I'm gutted that I don't get to see Bryson DeChambeau play a PGA Tour event. I liked it. The guy's a major draw. What was the biggest story, or one of, sorry, of 2021? Yeah. Him. Bryson DeChambeau trying to drive the sixth at Bay Hill. Yeah. You're listening to this right now, people. You know exactly what I'm meaning because you're visualising him doing pointing yeah, yeah. at the shot. It's huge. It's not going to happen anymore. He was. He, he got almost every single player talking about him, what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. he, he got Rory actually, McElroy to change his game. I was just going to say that. Rory <laughs> McElroy went to the driving range and changed everything he was doing and nine months later said, I made a mistake. The guy's hugely influential. This is what happens when you have all the best players in the one place, Uh and And now we don't. Now we don't have that, and I genuinely do fear for the future of the tour in Europe, because it's not the same. No disrespect for the players that are playing this week, but that's that's not what a TV audience wants. People want to watch star players. They want to see... 15 of the world's top 50 in, in that transfers here. That that's what they want to see. One guy in the top 50 doesn't cut it. 108 names who, with the greatest of respect, they probably wouldn't have heard of is not a valuable audience. Do you think any kid 12, 13 years old right now, right now, is aspiring to play in the DP World Tour? Of course they're not. No. But they were... 20, 30 years ago. Absolutely. They? they were 15 years ago. It's still a great tour. 10 years ago. It's still got elements that are really inspirational, yeah. exciting. But it's just, it's continuing. You used the word diluted. That's per- that's the perfect description. Every month that goes past, it's just slowly dying. And that is not good for golf in Europe. No, it's, it's not. It's not good. And as Delamitri once sang, they're not where it's at. Remember when the Super, I know we keep it nice, nice Thanks. link. We talked about the Super League, they talked in the football, they talked about that watering down from the top through the leagues and what that was worth mm-hmm. to the cornerstone mm-hmm. of the game. Yep. That's what we're, that's what I'm worrying we're looking at right now, that that's not going to happen. Yeah. It's I all going to stay in America. They're going to play in America of course even they are, more yeah. now. So I tell you what, if Lib's got any sense, it just comes and dominates the European market as well. Greg Norman talks about being a global tour and that's what players want. He wanted a world golf tour. Here's your opportunity. Here's your in. Or work with them. Prop them up. Help them. If that strategic alliance isn't going to be to the DP World Tour's benefit, if it's resulting in their slow downfall, live. 
come on, come to the table with that, that. Well, I think it's the other way around. I think or them go to the um, table. For I them. think it's got to be. But th- there's so much water under that bridge that I, I can't possibly see Keith Pelly going to live and saying, "Look, he would have to crawl on his hands and knees and beg and apologise." And I, that is not going to happen. Maybe with a different person at the helm. Maybe with different people at the helm across the board, we might approach something that looks a little bit, a little bit like peace, but. Yeah. Ain't seen it right this very second. No. Very last point. I have one concern about all this. The PGA Tours, you know, throwing more and more and more money at itself. Lives throwing loads and loads and loads of money. It's just money, money, money in the game right now. Long term, is that sustainable? I know that the Saudis are filthy rich for how long? You know, how, how long, do, how deep does that pit go? It's not bottomless, despite what some people say. And it is an investment fund. The clues in the name. They yeah, want a return. Absolutely. The PGA Tour, if, if what people are saying is correct, and what I said earlier about them borrowing against future earnings, that's called risking your future. Should we be in any way worried that hang on, this bubble could burst and it could be awful? Don't know because we've said that. How many times have we said that about football in England? And it's not really happened. I know some teams have gone, but it's am a, I just being? Over like melodramatic and worrying. No, too much. not really, because they've suddenly found hundreds of millions out of nowhere. But the difference is in the PG Tour, they have sponsors that back it, mm-hmm. and it appears as though they have sponsors that are invested in the future. But those sponsors signed up for something that they don't have now, which yeah. is all the best players. <laughs> True, but I still think that having Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy and John Ron Ram is more than enough. Mm-hmm. More than enough. If you look at Liv, Liv has great players. It also has a huge number of massive names that are on the way out. Whatever you say about DJ, DJ's not going to be a figure in four years. He's just not. Bryson, if you believe the rumours, Bryson is fully invested in YouTube. He's a smart guy. Fully invested in that. So Don't blame him for that one P- bit. PGA Tour's got legitimate tour players that want to play and want to play for their legacy. And that appears to be what they're giving them. Aye, but that's they're just point. giving them no more money. Is will, that will they have those players in 20, 30 years? Yeah, I, th- I think they will. I think the PGA Tour is on pretty strong ground. In terms of investing money in that and not being able to afford it, and you're right, when it comes to risk, they have a board to answer to. They're not going to do yeah. something stupid. And they are a charity, so I'm sure. You know. And they've said they're not going to change that, haven't they? Fascinating, that point. Yeah. Uh, again, I, that did feel a little bit like Jay Monaghan digging the seals into the ground. I think he said some stuff yesterday that he'll be hoping he doesn't have to go back on. Yeah. Like, we're going to stay a charity and there's no way back for these players. Very confident guy. I'll give him that, Jay Monaghan. I've not been hugely impressed by his leadership. I think what he announced yesterday was good. Does it absolve him of sort of dereliction, if you like, or being asleep at the wheel? No, it does not. He could have made the tour stronger and staved off to some degree the threat of live. Listen, as we've said, live are filthy rich. If they wanted to show up with Saudi money and be something, they were going to do it anyway. Uh-huh. But the tour could have been in a stronger position. Mm-hmm. All that live has done is forced them to expedite their planned or proposed changes. This money that we're talking about, they would have been playing for it maybe three, four years from now. I now think, they're playing for it next year because they've been forced to. I know, I know live's new, but I think the PGA Tour is more to shout about. I think they've got a better product. They've got history. Yeah. They've got legacy. They've got Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy. They've got things like the waste management. These events are unbelievable. 
And yet Jay Monaghan came out after the waste management and said it was unacceptable for fans to be throwing beer cans and just yeah. made himself look like a bit of a, a stick in the mud. I know. I know what he's saying, but golf at its best is meant to be an entertaining sport. Certainly mm-hmm. the PGA Tour's product is meant to be an entertaining yeah. sport. I think, I think he was just trying to quell a bit of a... It was maybe getting out of hand. I get all that. It's one it. week every year. I know, I know. But On it was, one green. It was slightly... It could potentially have got a bit ridiculous if they didn't deal with it. And I, I get all that. But the product is phenomenal. Yeah. How good does that make golf look that week? I know. Just, just phenomenal. Do Liv have that? No. You looked at that last Liv event. It was not Crowd's not that great. But the thing is, they're right at the beginning. I'm not sure they've got what they think is the finished article yet. They may well have come up with, they may, may well come up with something in the next three, four years. But, it's all dependent on the world rankings. <laughs> Which but, may well be the next emergency well, we ha- pod, Bryce. We haven't even discussed that. And and to be honest, we don't have time. It's we don't have time. Weekend. Exactly. I did say this was going to be around about 30 minutes, but that was almost 50 minutes ago. So thank you for staying with us. There's been an awful lot we've had to pick apart. And honestly, we're not even there yet. There's going to be an awful yeah. lot more that we have to do on this one. Bryce, thank you for... First of all, thank you for coming in today. I know that wasn't easy for you to, to come into the office today of all days. And uh, yeah, for your insights as ever. Thank you very much indeed. And to Callaway, again, thank you for your continued support. We'll be back before we know it, ladies and gents. Until then, thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>